When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. This is a crowd podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello, welcome to 21st Century Football. This is a podcast all about celebrating the best of the world's most beautiful game, but only if it happened in the 21st century. Uh, this series is all about championing the greatest football players of the last 20 years or so. And our regular panel of guests are going to be chatting about the players' careers, the honours, and of course, some incredible stats. My name's Adam Brown, and joining me today is the wonderful Mr. Will Brazier. I'm good, mate. How are, are you? you? I'm good, man. Very, very good. I'm very good. And also, if there's a stat to be known, this man will have it sewn up. Statman Dave, are we? Are we? Good. Good, yeah, 32 games in La Liga in the 20th. Yeah, save that. So, you see what I mean? Yeah, you know, season, see what I mean? He scored 21 goals. You've got to get it out. Right? You go, start as you mean to go on. Uh, as I said, it is all about celebrating the iconic players of the 21st century in football. Obviously, there's loads of them. Now, we're going to focus today on one man, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. It sounds right, boy. So, as always on this podcast, we're going to start off by doing what we need to do and delving into his Wikipedia page, um, which I will point out, anyone can edit. So, you know, whether or not this will be true. Uh, okay, so <laughs> we're getting rid of that like liability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. listen, and you know, makes it sound like you passport. edited it. <laughs> well, uh, no, we'll get into it. Listen, this is what we've got for Ronaldinho, okay? He's a Brazilian former professional footballer and current ambassador for Barcelona. He played mostly as an attacking midfielder, but was also deployed as a winger. See, I'd question that. I'd say more of a winger. Than attack a midfielder, but anyway, but I'll edit that later on on Wikipedia. There you guys. go. It doesn't say he was last edited. He last edited. Yeah, Believable. So we'll, we'll crack on. Uh, often considered one of the best players of his generation and regarded by many as one of the greatest of all time, Ronaldinho won two FIFA World Player of the Year awards and a Ballon d'Or as well. In his international career with Brazil, Ronaldinho earned 97 caps. He got 33 goals and represented his country in two FIFA World Cups. Now, Dave, I'm going to start with you here, mate. When I say Ronaldinho to you, what is the first thing that springs to mind? Fun. Fun. Excitement. Fun. It's not a Tinder profile. <laughs> if that was on my Tinder profile, maybe I'd get more matches. But no, Ronaldinho is, is a player that you enjoy. I think that's the thing. You can just enjoy his skills, his tricks, his touches, his flicks, his goals. He's just a very enjoyable player. And I think a lot of players that came through post-Ronaldinho will fixate on Ronaldinho being their inspiration uh, as a professional footballer. You know, he was pre-Messi Ronaldo era. He was the best player in the world uh, for at least two to three years. And I think that's the level that you get from it. It's that kind of joyful. It's kind of like how you could describe a Brazilian player. Ronaldinho is that. Just sick, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's it's just so like nonchalant in the way. Like He's probably not the best athlete. I don't think anyone could level that at him. But it didn't really matter just because he was so good at what he did on the ball. And I think for, for my generation, he, he was just one of the the best most it was just absolute del- it was like pay-per-view telly to watch him i've got to sit down he's on the box now i didn't have sky sports so it was few and far between so if it was a little clive tilsley on an itv number then it was get yourself down get the snacks in it's ronaldinho tonight <laughs> 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 um, but you know do you think these like 
there's more to him than just being fun. Obviously, he could deliver in the big moments as well, couldn't he, Dave? But, but I think that's, like, if you were talking about Ronaldinho, that's what you get from the flip-flaps, the nutmegs. The It's like taking football, but kind of taking the mick out of the opponent in a way because he was that good. Yeah. His feet were absolutely incredible. The speed of his step-overs, the way that he can just... Well, could beat anyone. I think one of like from a physical perspective, he was deceptively quick. As mm. soon as he beat you, you're done. Like you're out the game. And I think he carried that Barcelona team in and was kind of the first time that Barcelona really came back onto the map of European football. And he's the start of that. Take his tutelage of Lionel Messi as well. We can't that's not understated. You know, as Messi came through, Ronaldinho was in the side. You know, you could take a lot from Ronaldinho's game in terms of his body feints that Messi does, whether that was through learning from Ronaldinho or not. You can take a lot from that. The explosive energy that you get from a player like Ronaldinho on the pitch means that you could potentially leave him up the pitch, let the rest of the team defend, and then just hit on the counter-attack with Ronaldinho when it, when it was an effective strategy. I mean, obviously, let's say what, what, is, what would you consider to be his, great, his best years? What, what, what era are we talking here? Well, de- definitely 2005, 2006, when they won the European Cup. That was prime Ronaldinho. Um, for me, like around those years, 2005, 2006, where you had the stand innovation at the Bernabeu, where you had the you know soup European Cup uh, run, and his impact on that side was absolutely massive, carrying the team. And it's I think that that sort of part of, of football, he and Kaká were the two shining lights of European football. Both Brazilian, kind of classic footballers, both of them. And I think that's a level very different, but also both supremely technical. Could finish off at either foot. You know, Ronaldinho's known for that, having no backlift as well. Like That's unbelievable technique from a player that you expect to be explosive in the dribble, can strike a ball from anywhere. It's just it, like, again, it goes back to that word. Ronaldinho, I'd class him as a fun player to watch. I mean, obviously, early 2000s was probably, like say, his era, especially on that 2005, 2006 kind of, of mark. But do you think that, you know, if it wasn't 21st century, say if he was in a position like a, a Ronaldo or a Messi now, do you think he sometimes gets a little bit overlooked in a way? Well, you know, talking about stats that season, right? So we talk about Messi and Ronaldo's numbers. They've bro- they've kind of broken everything. Yeah. But that season, 2005, 2006, uh, 29 games in the Liga, 17 goals, 18 assists, right? That's pretty ridiculous yeah. in terms of the impact on a side. Um, you know, you're talking Kevin De Bruyne level creative numbers and then, you know, a, a goal scoring record that'd be good for a, for a centre forward. But in the Champions League, bring it back to that season where they won it, 12 games played, seven goals, five assists. That's a level where he's dominating European football. Dominant. But it's and but he played the game in exactly the same way he would do like if he was playing down the park or, or on the it, beach. I think that a lot of his skills were kind of beach orientated skills, like the scoops, the flicks, the yeah. tricks. You jog a Benitos. Yeah. Bang. I don't know that's what that means, but it sounds since, good. Yeah, I've heard that since 06. I also think that we need to um, give him a lot of credit. Um, we'll know as doing research for, for this podcast that you have to a lot of watch a lot of montages. And I don't think without Ronaldinho, you wouldn't get a sort of a, a dubstep background with a highly edited sort of so transition. Ronaldinho has impacted YouTube as well. Yeah. As I think he actually European changed football. people that have got a million subscribers and that's all thanks to Ronaldinho. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Will, if we didn't have videos like that, it'd have been a tragedy. Yeah, exactly. I really would have been. Um, right, so what we're going to do, we're going to uh, focus a little bit more on um, you know some some of his highlights, videos, uh, stats, that kind of thing, and also I want to start with a little bit of a a, a stat slash um, something that I've unearthed when Go doing on. a bit of research about Ronaldinho. Okay, so you know sometimes you get these child prodigies who are, who end up 
you know, videos go on YouTube when they're really young. The Kerasons, the, the, the seal dribbler. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, you You've earned your feeder. Well but done. Thank you. He was 13. He played a match and he scored 23 goals in a 23-0 win. Do you know exactly? And I bet the goalkeeper from the opposition team won one of the match. Oh, he tried hard. He did. He, yeah, he yeah. It always happens. It's not every England. Time. It's Brazil. Yeah. They yeah. favour the goals, not the not the passion. No, it always happens. He got, he's under nineteen of yeah, them. Yeah. You know, and he's then the, the goalie gets clubbed and everyone's clapped. But you know, he's a shit goalie. So just get him out. <laughs> and that's always what happens. No, but do you know, like obviously that caught media attention, and straight away he was kind of, you know, it seemed like he was he was destined for for big things. There was a lot of talk of of Ronaldinho. I remember. Um, you know, he was always like one of the players that you'd sign, like the early championship managers when you yeah. play them. And he was like PSG, he had that kind of time at PSG, didn't he? And I mean, obviously, I, you know, what, what happened with, with that, Dave? What, what, uh, apparently what? it was to do with the transfer fee and Man United didn't want to spend a little bit more on the fee. They um, reneged on the fee, they wanted more money, PSG, and then he decided he wanted to go to Barcelona. That's one of the, the, the biggest misses that I'd say in my life like having Ronaldinho at United it would have just fit like an absolute glove okay. considering Cristiano Ronaldo would have been there as well Ronaldo on one wing Ronaldinho on the other wing that is what you call fun explosive where'd football where'd you play Giggs playing wherever mate doesn't matter left back yeah why not Fair central enough. midfield who cares dictating the pace doesn't matter you've got two of the, the most fun footballers on the planet on the pitch yeah but I mean, I, that that doesn't necessarily correlate to success. You know, I can't imagine Roy Keane being the most welcoming team. Ronaldinho sort of maybe casually strolling up to training, having having a kick about. But that, that's as, as Roy Keane probably moved away from the club in a, in a sense of that was more the next generation. Got you. Got the Van Nistelrooy years with Ronaldo. Obviously, Ronaldo forced Ruud Van Nistelrooy out because he had to become the main part of the team. Having those two guys together would have been similar to Messi and Ronaldinho. But, thanks, he's, 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 would he Ronaldo was, have flourished in the way it did. I think it would have flourished even more. He always does this. He's, he's brought it back to United. Yeah. Ronaldinho hasn't even played for United. Red agenda. But what, what I'm saying is I'm saying that, that that's a player I wish United had signed. Yeah. Him and Kaka are two players that I look at and think I'd have loved to see them in Man United shirt because they would have suited the club as much as they suited Real Madrid, Barcelona, AC Milan, all the big giants of European football. Ronaldinho has got to go down with one of the signings of the, you know, of the 21st yeah. century yeah. because of the, the price for a Ballon d'Or winner, incredible. Yeah, I, I I also wish that they'd have signed for Birmingham City just yeah, so I'd get in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'd have got in ahead of Oliver Tebbly, but I don't, I don't think know. he would have liked to play at St Andrews. To be quite honest, any tales from your own uh, childhood football careers that you want to share? Well, like, I was I was thinking when You'd I was big target man, were you? Will I imagine? Yeah, sort of classic. Wanted to be a target man. Uh, scored a hat trick against Parkside Middle School. Absolutely dominated those slugs that day. Um, <laughs> but then sort of worked my way back centre mid because I used to do cross country. Yeah, centre back. Right back. engine, and then yeah. I had to do a seasoning goal. Um, back in the changing rooms at the end. Yeah, <laughs> nice one, Dave. Um, but what I did have to do at, at the end of um, what I was thinking was the only pair of boots that I've bought because of a footballer was Ronaldinho. And I know, look at the state of me. There's no chance I'd be able to recreate that. Um, but well, leggy the well, stepovers. It was the uh, night legends. Oh well, yeah, massively. Th this yeah. is interesting, actually, Will, because another thing that I think we should focus on a little bit is if we're talking, you know, uh, iconic players, and it's not just about technical ability not about numbers but also I think what Ronaldinho did to an extent was really kind of elevate that marketability for players as well um if you look at like the Nike adverts you know like around that you know World Cup 2002 that kind of thing when you had all the you know like th those adverts were running and, and he was you know the airport one was at like 2005-ish or whatever and and that was really the start of you know other than 
Gareth Southgate and Stuart Pearce being a pizza advert. You know, it was like, you know, the time when footballers were starring in their own adverts and boots were becoming a really big thing. So I think it was that time where, like, it was it was just sort of cool to see all these like that advert, the one by the airport and the the one in the cage as well. I don't know if you're part of that one, but it was just like I was just, it was always it was cool that these players interact and like you'd see them all together. And that one when it's like the it's like the point of view, isn't it? And it's like Ronaldinho in the feet and yeah. oh, I, I think it's kind of big and up street football and going back to where a lot of these players come from. You know, a lot of these players at that point were weren't academy kids for the entire time. They were playing football yeah. on the street, and Ronaldinho plays like he is. Uh, you know, playing on the street is very much like a, a, you know, a little kid that's beating all the big kids. And he consistently did that. The amount of good players that he beat 1v1 was absolutely sensational. We talk about that, the Real Madrid game, one of the best games of his career, the way that he goes around Salgado for the first goal and then destroys Ramos for the second goal. Sergio Ramos, who is regarded as one of the best centre-backs of all time, shows the quality and the, the level that Ronaldinho played at throughout his entire career. And it comes from that street football thing. And I think that culturally was quite an interesting sort of move for the advertisers to kind of jump on that as a, as a position of, you know, this is what we is how we want to promote our product is with these flary players, these fun players. But, you know, we spoke about Roy Keane almost dragging like United, sort of screaming and kicking to get to his level, whether you were good or not or not. Could that almost be like leveled at, you'll know more about this than me, Dave, at Ronaldinho, but in a different way? Very much in a different way, more dragging them because he was that you know impactful in the final third. You know, he was a playmaker. He's a playmaker that's playing out wide. Obviously, as, as playmakers move away from playing central midfield, it's an interesting sort of point there. That, that Barca team, they weren't at the same level in terms of ball possession as the, the later teams under Guardiola. But Frank Reichardt had them playing an, an exciting style that was reasonably direct. They would get the ball to Ronaldinho nice and quick and he'd then go and be explosive. And, and it, it was interesting. It was moving away from that point of contact of that central midfield area as we see the game develop, the pressing numbers jump up and X, Y, and Z formations, tactics in, improve over the 2000s. Ronaldinho was that first point where playmaking moved from that position out wide to a player that you just get the ball to. You have players around like Deco. You know, we remember Deco. Deco was quite a, a good worker. You know, remember about how he, you know, at Porto, maybe a little bit more creative, but as the seasons went on with Barca, it was kind of like a little bit of a, you know, doing Ronaldinho's work for him. And I think that worked quite nicely for him because he enjoyed attacking. What's the point in getting him to defend? I just, I'd, one sort of niggling doubt would be, I feel like football now is a lot of like, you mentioned like systems, tactics, philosophies. Would he he'd be sick? He'd be unreal, but would he be at the level that we remember him if he played in this era now? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if he would. He played him wide right in Guardiola's City team, let's say, where the, the job of the winger is to stay wide, to take people on, is to, they, to create a 1v1 by the system. What, create a role for him almost. Well, it, just You'd have to, wouldn't you? You'd have to. Point him in, like, you know, he's someone that excels 1v1. Guardiola's system dictate to build that in the final third. But yeah. Like Sterling up against Trent recently, like that same vibe of getting players 1v1. Yeah. Ronaldinho spent a lot of his career dealing with three to four players and whatever era he plays Ronaldinho I think he's, he is successful because of his technical ability skills and tricks that works wherever well that's good um, because I was worried but yeah don't, don't be worried it's going to be alright okay, you've still you. got your Ronaldinho boots uh, I don't know if I have I, I think I got the what, what were the Nike legends I think the, what, uh, was that the one where he was he puts the boots on and he hits yeah. the crossbar yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I was reading earlier about that that apparently and again 
don't quote me on this, but I think that was one of the first videos on YouTube to get a million views. Really? Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. And again, I'm, at the time, everyone's going, oh, it's fake. Like, you know, they edited it and stuff like that. But that's the thing with Ronaldinho. He had this kind of... Could be true. Yeah, this air of like, just anything could happen at any yeah, time. Well, at any, any time. Probably is true, you know what I mean? Like, Ronaldinho's got the ability to do that. How many, how many takes, though, do you reckon? One, one take one, I one take one, yeah, there. just goes in, smacks it up. See you later, guys. Thanks for coming down. Just going to go for a bit of a party. Drink a few cans, party until the morning, then I'm going to go f- to train. I think Ronaldinho drinks cans. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> I've met him. You're listening to 21st Century Football. We're just going to take a little break and then we'll be back. Over the centuries, the world's greatest wordsmiths have crafted the most beautiful sentences ever written. Shakespeare. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Austin. There is no charm equal to tenderness of heart. And Jermaine Pennant. I pulled two birds and I went home, which is nearly a proverb. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club podcast, the only book club that's less Charles Dickens, more Paul Dickov. And you can listen to our brand new series right now by searching Football Book Club wherever you get your podcasts. 18 Acast recommends podcasts we love. If you are looking for a brand new true crime podcast, listen to The Making of a Detective, brought to you by The Irish Sun. The series is out right now and focuses on many of Ireland's most notorious cases and the man who once solved them. In episode one, Pat Murray's story begins with the historic 2007 conviction of the murderer Joe O'Reilly. Put his thumb up and he's going to see a Pat like, you know, as if to say, F you, you can't get me. Follow along as we share the dramatic details of each case. Download The Making of a Detective. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the critically acclaimed West Cork and the one you're listening to right now. Well, you were the you showed us a little video earlier on um, of some of his uh, best bits. Just want to describe what what kind of things we saw. Uh, just skills, more skills, and a few more skills. Not many goals that. in there, though. Listen, I'm not saying he didn't score goals, Dave, but you know what I mean. We were watching it and we were waiting for a goal to come, and Dave, we just made it a goal coming in, and I saw a lot of stepovers, a lot of back heels, which are nice. Yeah, but again, I, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here, Dave. So. I'm, Look, mate. You know, I'm I'm purely don't blame me. Bicycle kick against Espanol. Was it was there was a lot of flashy play though, wasn't there? I think he was at the time in La Liga as well when it was you know like the way many of us think of like Serie A in the nineties, like, like La Liga in that early two thousands to two thousand and ten was just like you cash were, money, all the good players, and it was well, it was after the Galacticos, so the Galacticos were knocking around Real Madrid, which you know winning a lot of things. David Beckham had come in, you got Zizou, you got Roberto Carl. Like it very much was a Real Madrid centric league. And I think Ronaldinho going to Barca 
started that revolution where we saw Barca become the dominant force in La Liga. And I think quite a nice example of in, in the 90s, Serie A was at its pomp because of the cash that moved to Spain. They got all the good talent. They got all the good players. And we saw such a dominant league, uh, you know, from a perspective, they'd always compete internationally, you know, they'd compete in Europe. And I think that was a nice thing for Barcelona to pick up this guy that was so fresh and so vibrant and kind of impact their side and impact their team for so long. Yeah. I mean, is there any, obviously we established all the, the, the strengths and the positives. Is there anything that you would, that, that any other sort of criticisms that you could kind of level at him? I mean, obviously, they, you know, you are clearly a big fan of him. But I, is, I, I, is there, is there, has there been a question about his temperament or his off the pitch kind of exploits? Absolutely. You know, there, there is reports that he likes a party. That he likes going to, you know, going to trips to, back to Brazil when he was playing in Europe to go for a party, then come back. Um, why did Guardiola get rid of him at Barcelona? Because he saw him as a bad influence on Lionel Messi. That's a big thing. You know, he'd turn up to training sometimes, not in the greatest condition. Uh, and you can see his decline. His decline was fast. Fast decline. Yeah, do you know what surprised me looking at some of the stats? Um what, it, it, what, he wasn't even that old, really, when no. he, when he kind of his, his career started so, to kind of go down. He's one of those players I wish I'd watched in his, his prime. I saw him in two thousand and nine. I went to watch Man United play AC Milan in Milan at the San Siro, and he was playing for them. He was unbelievable for the first fifteen minutes. It was incredible. He was making a mockery of the United defense. They were sitting deep. They were they were trying to play on the break. He was just running around causing chaos. I'm thinking this is going to be three, four, five nil with Ronaldinho, but then he just fell out the game. Like that, just mentality switch. United pretty much man Mark peeled out the game. They they played on the break. They won three two, um, but that fifteen minutes, I always cherish that as seeing Ronaldinho like flying. It's kind of like facing you up, stopping you, and then exploding. And we kind of see a lot of players do that now. Like Neymar does it, Hazard does it, but they all sometimes do it in a way where it slows the play down. Whereas Ronaldinho would do it and then he'd quick the tempo and the tempo would flip. And I think that's something that some players now, when they slow it down, the defence gets packed and then they, they start walking and, you know, that's the wrong method. Whereas Ronaldinho was very much slow you down to speed you back up, like Messi does. Messi slows you down to speed you back up. His acceleration is his best asset, similar to Ronaldinho. But it was nice just to see Ronaldinho there. Ronaldo was there as well. Like the Brazilian Ronaldo was at AC Milan. It was like they, they brought the gang back together and it didn't quite work. Yeah. <laughs> like the doomed uh, comeback tour that didn't, that didn't quite yeah. take off. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that when you, when you look at um, someone like Ronaldinho, do you think the fact that he, you know, he could have probably carried on for another If he'd looked after himself, years? definitely. That's but what it comes to, isn't it? Like we spoke about as Latin. Yeah, uh, I mean, look at that. I mean, in terms of their their age, is probably not a great deal of difference in terms of ages. Well, it? not at all. I think Ronaldinho is forty. Yeah, Zlatan so is thirty nine. So a year difference. I think with Ronaldinho, I think he wanted to go home. He wanted to go back to Brazil. He, he obviously lifestyle, and that's a big, big thing. Like he did everything in European football. Motivation. As he well, won I the imagine. World Cup with Brazil. Yeah. Like, what more did he need? He didn't. He didn't need to accomplish anything else. And I think that is part of his legacy that he was there for the top and he did it for a, he was dominant for two, three years and then he went. And the, with Messi and Ronaldo, our minds get warped with dominance because they've been dominant for so long that we forget that previously to that, you're having like a player that's three years at the top and then they drop off a bit. Yeah, and it's not so, a bad yeah. thing for that to happen. Yeah. Because, or someone new comes in. Yeah, or someone yeah, new yeah. comes in. Their yeah. peak is, is small and that, that's the nature of football. You've got a career of like 20 years, you'll peak for like three years. You know what it is? You've got to think FIFA covers. How long has Messi or Ronaldo been on the FIFA cover? But back in the day, you were getting Mendieta on one, Ronaldinho yeah. on one, Rooney on one, and what, since 2009? Yeah. 
it's weird because like you say, you don't really get it anymore where you get players just having their moment. And I think that we probably could all agree that at some point it was unanimous that Ronaldinho was the best player in the world. Nowadays, for the past, what, you know, probably more 10 years, potentially, it's between been between two players, hasn't it, really? Well, since Kaká and Ronaldinho, it has been that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the... From a romantic perspective, it's kind of nicer when they do have this fall. Like it's like that car- like hero arc that you like. You know, you're coming up, you, you become amazing, and then it drops off. I think his was just literally motivation, though, isn't it? Like the motivation to he'd done everything. Motivation then to be like, I want to go home, and then the motivation to be like, oh, I don't really want. I think the pep thing hurt him. I think the pep thing might have hurt him that he was at the top level, was yeah. playing for the club that he loved. And then obviously Pep comes in. We've got to change this. We've got to change the mentality. Barcelona were in a bit of a mess. Yeah. Then Ronaldinho's career, it, it was sloppy. And why did Pep want to get rid of him, Etu? Because he thought they were bad influences on, on the rest of the team. And I think that's something that maybe that hurt him to a point of view. Is like, I've literally done everything in football, but I'm, I'm not allowed to stay here. You, you, you can feel for him in a sense. But you can't, you can't imagine him, you know, having the same sort of like, conditioning as his Latin and that's why we've seen him stay on just because it's just his persona isn't it he's done it all but sometimes it is quite nice of a player that's like a whirlwind and they're just around for two, the, the, two or three years I and, think the peak that's, higher. that's their mystique in it in a way yeah it's the peak's higher right so you've got Messi and Ronaldo that are pretty much like on the same level one will jump over the other for a bit yeah. you know each year on year but the peak of Ronaldinho was he was the best player in the world by a country mile but then he just went like yeah and I think that yeah. I like that yeah. uh, that kind of idea of, of a superhuman and then they just drop off. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of life. It just makes it mad that we're living in the world of Ronaldo and Messi, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's more of the, the that's more of the freak kind of... Yeah. You know, we won't on, have really. this again in our no. in our era. Though. You, I don't, mean, you know, it depends with conditioning, with how players are true, yeah. pushed forward. We, do, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know that this isn't the start of a new wave of footballer that they can just consistently stay at this really yeah, high level like recovery and everything recovery like you know taking care of yourself but it's a bit of a shame because you might not see players like Ronaldinho again yeah well like, we, won't, we, won't hide them, we won't hold them in the same regard no like you know going back to like an Eden Hazard would he have been if he played in the 90s would he been classed as a world beater Neymar same thing if Neymar wasn't in the same generation and we got another world beater on our hands also do you think we're playing a bit to our nostalgia because we're all sort of similar age you know showing a little bit behind the curtain here guys um, but I'm still 21, Will. <laughs> Good one. Check the cameras. Um, <laughs> but you remember things like more fondly, don't you? Like, and he was the best player in the world. But because we were good, for me, he's the sort of first player that I linked. Like I was saying to you, Dave, off camera, like the ball, like that, the one with the circles. Most balls are circle. Um, like the kits and everything. He was sort of that sort of forefront of that merchandising, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, completely. And that, and for me, I that was a time when probably high school those yeah that exactly yeah, yeah, 2002 yeah. and i was consuming football probably in a different way to how i do now in a way and it, it just seemed a lot I, like you say to go back to what you said fun at the, at the start and I, I don't know if there is an element of that playing into it if you had to pick one iconic moment will what would you pick can i have uh, an honorable mention yeah because i always no, have like can't. i always judge it on when we're doing the research is like what's the first thing that comes into your head and for this one it was i just couldn't get his free kick at fratton park out of my head 
Just because I think it's it's like a weird <laughs> set of circumstances that are in 2021 that Ronaldinho for AC Milan played against Portsmouth in the UEFA Cup and it was a competitive game. <laughs> it shot Portsmouth pretty decent in that game I fancy Portsmouth tonight. Against yeah, Glenn it. Johnson was unbelievable, yeah. wasn't he? Um, so that was the first thing that came to my head. But um, for me, it would be uh, 2002, sat in uh, my middle school hall in the morning uh, big screen on. Oh, they put the projector on. Oh, big things happening here. And, exactly uh, the same setup at my school. Like yeah, I, I, same. I think that's that's, that's a really interesting side of it. Like we all remember it the same yeah. way. But it does link into what you were saying, well, about this nostalgia, yeah. especially with people of a certain kind of age. But he he was a knob that day, and I yeah. still remember it fondly. So I mean, that says more about the man that I never. Do you know what a part of me thinks as well? The reason why it, that is so ingrained into my mind is because it, it killed the, the vibe at the school. Yeah, we, yeah. We we're all you know. We, Lessons, you could be are proper silly, like lessons are going out the window. Yeah. Like you could do anything you want. It was a lawless society at the time in that in that sports hall. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was great. It? it was amazing. Oh, what crazy jungle school you went <laughs> to here? Like, <laughs> no, but there's like, rules, boy. No, no, but do you know what I mean? It was like everyone was. It, you it could was be the, silly for the morning. Yeah, it was World Cup euphoria. It was absolutely brilliant. And but as soon as that goal went in, we're like, cheers. Even on that day, I interviewed uh, Rio Ferdinand, but just specifically about that game. And he said at the end of it, obviously Ronaldinho had done that free kick. And uh, they both got pulled for piss tests at the end of it. And uh, he was like, sat in the chair. He was like, did you mean it? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I wanted to fucking punch him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, listen to, like, you know, I, I know what you, did, did he mean it? Are you going, yeah? Absolutely. I, I think, th- the, I think in hindsight, yes. Yeah, no, yeah, I, th- I think so. I these are like things to think that, he, I that like they could have come to him pre-game and said, look at Seaman comes off his line from these these free kicks. Uh, yeah, I, as soon as you said that, that is very plausible. Yeah, he, he had previous for it, didn't he, as well, yeah. to be fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's weird that there's so many moments we could have picked, I suppose, Dave. What what, what have you gone for? Um, I, I think the Bernabeu one's a big one, the standing ovation of Bernabeu. That's big with the hatred between the two sides, the pig's head that was delivered by the Barca fans to Figo. Like, there's a lot of beef between Real Madrid and Barcelona. How are you trying to get that into the stadium I think that's yeah I mean there's definitely been worse I, I see someone got a pig's head once into the stadium I once had to take two Ribena lids off my Ribenas <laughs> because they thought I was going to throw it because you're a dangerous man William but yeah. what am I going to do with that oh, yeah, I don't know kick it out guy's got a pig's head in <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, you're going for the um... no, no, no. I'm not going for that. No, that was one I, again. Will got an honourable mention, so I thought I'd throw in an honourable mention yeah. as well. Uh, I'm going for the goal against Barcelona, semi-final Champions League, the toe poke, the zero backlift, oh, John for... Terry in yeah. bits. Nice, great goal. Is that the like the little swivel with the yeah, where it's like the little. What's the actual top? term for that? The, it's just the, the toe f- punt, isn't it? Really, like the. Because he doesn't really <laughs> it's ball, he's kind of like... It's quite... just absolutely smacked, isn't he? It's quite good. That the, Sco- I love the idea sh- that, shuffle. that Ronaldinho's <laughs> iconic moment is a toe punt. It's brilliant. I love that. Um, but yeah, I think I was going to go with what you said, Will, for my iconic moment. I think that the, the, the World Cup 2002, I mean, not just specifically that um, goal, I think the whole tournament... Yeah, the Brazil team, we forget how good it was. Because back then as well, like World Cups were like, you know when you mentioned um, Ronaldinho was like sort of making the noise himself, but... I don't think many of us would have actually seen him play, but there was definitely a noise. Yeah. So when World Cups com- came, it was like you'd actually see him play for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And the kind other- of a little bit more exciting. Do you think that happened in Brazil? Like people were like, I've heard of the Matty Holland. Uh, <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I, was good. I heard he's a box the box yeah. midfielder. Oh, they've got a promising uh, right. Danny Mills is playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Um... <laughs> no, is the answer. To <laughs> yeah, that. I think they were like, we've got a lot of sauce over in Brazil. Yeah. We don't need any of this rubbish. <laughs> so I think that the thing with the attacking side, like you took a look at the the wing backs. Like Brazilian wing backs attack. Yeah. And I think that's like another side of it that you look at it as a child and you're like, 
everyone's attacking here. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. And I think we look at it from that perspective that it is like a beautiful game. We've got so many attackers chucked into the team. Either the right back and left back are flying, flying forward. I think that kind of gives you that level of, wow, this is this is a special team. This is a special moment for me as an individual. Yeah. And he very much was like the, the almost like the embodiment of that. I think, yeah. which is another reason why we can probably consider him to be an iconic player. I just, maybe it's like because we have like certain names like Smith over here. But I just when I was younger, it was the fact it was like Ronaldo was sick in '98, and then it's like Ronaldinho, and I just couldn't get. I know I'm a simple-minded man, but I just couldn't get out of my head. Yeah, I know little Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, but it's just I was just like, wow, that's mad that they're both playing in the same team. And yeah, well, if you're, if you're thinking it'd be like, you know, Shearer and like Shearaldini. Yeah, it's like that kind of vibe. Just, and I'm 30 now and I still can't get and out of it. It still mind. blows your mind. Yeah, yeah. Nah, there's lots to be said for that, Will. <laughs> right, listen, we're going to move on from our iconic moments. Uh, and we're going to um, do what we do every episode of 21st Century Football. We're going to basically uh, rank Ronaldinho, three separate categories individually, each category out of 10. We'll add them all up and we should have a score out of 90 for our player, okay? And we can add that score to our leaderboard. So the three, three categories are, first of all, would we want to go for a pint with Ronaldinho? We've heard a lot about his partying, his off-the-field exploits. Uh, Dave, I'm coming to you on this one. Well, I've heard about the carnivals over there. And one day I'm going to get over there and be part of the carnival. I'd love um, to see that. But Ronaldinho, uh, famous <laughs> quote, um, I learned all about my life with a ball at my feet. I learned a lot about my life with a beer in my hand. So Ronaldinho is a 10 for me. The party will be immense. Carnival attitude. Cocktails everywhere. Some Caprinos. Like, he's going to go off. A couple of cigars on the go. Well, you don't get the stock. silly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, right, so we've got 10 out of 10. Uh, will, what do you reckon? Yeah, 10 for me. 10. Just, I think, um, you know, if they... As long as the language barrier doesn't get in the way, but, you know, in this fantasy world, let's forget that. There's just... Ronald, you don't see you know everyone's on a on a in podcast these days you know everyone does yeah. the round Ronaldinho's not done the round so there's so many because he's still out getting binned do you know what I mean if one person is on a as, does the, they do the round as a guest don't they and Ronaldinho I'm not seeing him on anything so yeah, there's yeah. so many stories Gilberto Silva does a podcast he might be the man to unlock that key yeah. But yes, I would go for a part with them. You're going for, you're going for, 10? You're for 10? Yeah. I think I'll have to join you, boys. I think the, the stories are too legendary. But also, I think a lot. the good thing is, it's not, they're not, like you say, it's not him kind of giving the stories. It's always, you know, they're, they're down in legend anyway. And he seems to be fairly kind of private in some ways, doesn't yeah, he, really? Yeah. You know, so the stories must have some legs. If, apart if from his trip to Paraguay. Well, yeah. But even um, that, I mean, that's a story to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Listen here, lads. I, went to Paraguay. <laughs> I had a bit <laughs> of a dodgy passport and I decided I wanted to go on holiday. <laughs> right, our next category is going to be, would you want him in your five-a-side team? Ten. Out of ten, Dave. <laughs> we'll oh, just go straight mate, in. There's no question, is, is it? it? Well, hang on a minute, but I mean, we have had issues on previous episodes and we, we have spoke Forgive everything, about mate. people, ball hoggers. And we've, we've been very outspoken about that. Nah, but he had the flicks as well. He can make you look really good. So you just make an overlapping run. He just does, does about three or four players and just like back heels it to you. You score. You look like the hero. And it's really Ronaldinho's the hero. If people were clapping in the burn about the people would be clapping at Hardwick goals. When he was <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Game. Been there, done that, got a t-shirt. So, uh, what are you saying, Dave? Are you going for a 10? Or a 9? It's or? hard to not say yeah. 10. Because you would be opposition if you was playing with him, if you were watching behind the net, and you'd just be in awe. Even if you were playing against him, the step-overs, you just stop, applaud, let him score a goal. Yeah, tens, tens all around. I'm going to go for an eight. What? What's bringing Which you down? Is, just the ball just hogging, it, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think so. I just think that... I don't know if like you say, I like the idea, Dave, that you're saying that he's going to take all these players on them back here. Is he going to pass it? I think he would. 
you questioned the amount of goals he scored in the previous Actually, video. Do you know what? In, in the highlights uh, room, go back you to the statistics well. in the La Liga season in 2005, 2006. 18 assists, 17 goals. More assists than goals. There you go, bang. You get an assist. And not many people have a highlight reel where it's like skills and passing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you know what? I'll, I'll, you can go up one. Nine. Okay. You, you convinced me quite well there, Dave. That that, uh, right, okay. Excellent. We're going next. Legendary slash iconic status. Um, you know, out of 10, how much do we consider Ronaldinho to be a fully-fledged 21st century football legend? I think this is the one where I do bring into play sort of accolades um, I d and I really don't know if I'm contradicting myself based on everything I've read but um, this is the one where I sort of think you know he has uh, actually no, I'm just doing the working out of my head now so yeah probably be a 10 oh well the thing is I mean <laughs> it, 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 pretty, you know if you look at it if you say like oh if someone's not won a world cup you usually get a point knocked off not winning champions mm. I was just trying to think why he'd not won but yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's kind of done it all and he's got the individual I mean the Euros well. When he, when the Euros, yeah. Well, that's something you can throw at him. Didn't win could the Euros. Could have tried a bit harder. Edez won the Euros. Ronaldinho's not. Well, there you go. Dave, <laughs> I don't think I can take any points off. I just feel like we've been a bit critical with other players now going back to this. Because <laughs> Ronaldinho's walking away with a title. Uh, but yeah, 10. Will? I'll go nine. <laughs> just because... Why? Why has he lost a point? Yeah, no, it's true, but I... There's no reason. I, 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 I'm going to go nine as well, and the, I'll tell you why. The fans are going to be fuming. <laughs> if you can't say there's no you know, reason, there's no, there, there, like, there, there is no reason, but I think that's the point. There'd be a reason why he's lost the point. You've got to make something up, because he didn't Dave, win the Euros. Dave, when, did, when do you think he didn't started? Do it, on the, when did his decline start? When he left Barcelona. What, what year are we talking, roughly? Probably like 2007. That's, that's that, what I mean. So if you look at it... That's what I was trying to say. You could argue that he kind of probably... De he, he declined quickly but his peak was higher as we said before but I think that he could have at least had another four years at top yeah, but level. I respect him because he likes the party <laughs> I think it would be <laughs> a 10 if it was the longevity was there yeah that's what, that's, that's what I think I think that we could but then I get what you're saying that if we would have had an extra four years would it have sort of like you know watered down yeah we'd have all that Ronaldinho in 2006 rubbish no but I think <laughs> if it had been like Ronaldinho at his peak for another four years yeah if we'd have had that I think it'd have been ten, but and I'm going. His legendary status would go because he wouldn't have. So I was going to say, the what's cliff. a ten? But then, like, even Messi's not won a World Cup, and I don't think I gave Ronaldo a ten. So we are struggling. But then that's why that's why Ronaldinho has got the ten. Then so he's done it all. So he won the World Cup in two, in 2002. Yeah. Would you say he was the the most in? He was really really integral, but was he number one in integrality? Was Ronaldo potentially more? <laughs> Rivaldo, that was when I was twelve years old. So, well, no, you were still doing your stats. So tell me now. Uh, that's a very good point. I'd say yes. <laughs> well, yeah, let's just no, say yes. But I think Ronaldo was probably the more of the. That was his prime of that. Cup, wasn't yeah, it? that's somebody had. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. But I still think he's vastly, vastly important. Oh goal yeah, against, no, he is. Goal against England sums it up. Only goal in the game wins the game. Lobs David Seaman makes David Seaman look like a fool. You going for a nine? Will go for a nine? Yeah. I'm going to go for a nine as well, just because I, make I just sick. think it's the longevity element of it, that's all. Let's do some quick sums. I, I, listen, this ain't going to be too hard to add up, I don't think, because no, he's absolutely high. smashed it. Uh, so Ronaldo, anyway. we've got, I can't yeah. believe you've done this to me. But I think for me, it's just like, that. when I was, this is the... I think it, I think he's got the pints locked down, that's where he's really excelled. Like, you, like who else would you rather go on a night out with than Ronaldinho or any ex-players? Like he said, still 40 years old. 
He's still he's still at it. But he's got a, well, he's got a full house on the on the on the pint front. That's what I mean. I think that's where he's coming um, big. He's dropped one point in the five aside team and he dropped two points in the legendary status. So he's only dropped three, but he's got eighty seven out of ninety. Jesus which I uh, listen, that is that is gonna yeah, be. Yeah, I think that I think that is very difficult. That, that, that might be. I'm obviously with the criteria we've got here. He, do, do, he hits it. He does. He, yeah. the, the, you know, he, not only had, he have the legendary status, he'd be a great five-a-side player. He's got the, you know, the, the, the social element as well to it. If you said to, so we're all, we're all in and around thirty years of age. If you said to anyone, speak for yourself. If we if we asked anyone our age, who is the first twenty-first century football? You think of? I think most people would say Ronaldinho. Yeah. People would say Roy Keane, but that was in the twentieth no century. No one would say I want to sit down and watch the skills of Roy Keane. Great leader, but that's intangible. Good job. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I think you know what. That's a good place for us to uh, to wrap things up. There we have it. That is the Ronaldinho episode complete. Uh, one of the finest footballers of the twenty first century, undoubtedly. Uh, thank you, Will Brazier. Thank you. Thank you, Statman Dave. Ten, ten, ten. Is uh, yeah. If you'd like to another another podcast, to listen to. Uh, please have a little look at the football book. Club. Club, uh, That's what I was a, talking about, that one. Uh, it's a club where instead of reviewing great literature, uh, they decide to review footballers' autobiographies, much like Mr. Chris Kamara's one, Mr. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Jeff. Which was about... Was that a, it was a red card on it? He was talking Unbelievable. About. Unbelievable. It's, it's a common... Phrase. Yeah, but he's got a chapter. Well, obviously, we've you know we, we we aren't the guys to review the books. So yeah, I mean, pass it, it over. It is a great podcast. Have a little listen and a look at that. Uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. Thank you. It sound right, boy. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day. This week, we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. Podcast Network.